0: Talk time with Reed Moriarty. Hey honey, take me where you want to go. Over here. Oh, right here. in cool. number one Student or number three? Well, Jesus is number one, but I'm glad to be holding. <laughs> okay. It down. We are here at Shaw Mountain Community Church. We're here to interview Babbie Mason. The first question, Babbie, is: What job do you think you'll have in heaven?
1: Oh my goodness, Reed, what a wonderful question. I think I'll be a fashion coordinator. You know, what kind, of, like cool robes. Um, and then I'm sure I'll have something to do with in the music department. I'll be in the alto section of the choir for sure and writing beautiful music and hanging out with uh, Mozart and Chopin and Beethoven and my daddy.
0: So it's gonna be a pretty cool experience. I'll look forward to it. Okay. And why do you do all that you do? You know why I do
1: all that I do, Reed? It's because I want to make God happy. I want to make God smile, and in the process, I want to encourage people, and I pray that it'll point people to Jesus.
0: Okay, and how do you prepare for a concert, Babbie Mason? Well, Reed, I prepare for a concert
1: by um, practicing even though I've been doing this for 30 years, and then I pray, and I get real quiet before I go on and make sure that I'm, that my act is together, not just musically, but spiritually, and so I pray, and then I thank God and try to do my best. Okay, tell me about growing up in the church. Well, my father was a pastor, and I was the church piano player, and I got hired when I was nine years old full-time so it was very busy because i played for all the choir rehearsals and then all of the church worship services even as a grade school kid you know it was the warm-up act you know to what i'm doing now great years of of on-the-job training
0: okay and who baptized you oh what
1: a great question reed my father was my pastor and i accepted the lord after hearing my daddy preach and so my father baptized me and that was a real sweet memory was a small Baptist Church, a Black Baptist Church, in the inner city of Jackson, Michigan, and so it was a small baptismal pool, but it it was good. I went under and came back
0: up and came back up a different person. That's amazing. Yes. I was baptized in the ocean by Josh and my dad. So was your dad a pastor? No. But he was there with he, was there he with was Josh. He was there with me and Josh. What ocean was it? I think it was Atlantic or Pacific. It was Pacific. Cool. So, Babby, who taught you piano? My very first piano teacher
1: was a black lady who played the piano for one of the other Baptist churches in town. And her name was Zenobia Toomey. Cenobia
0: Toomey? Mm-hmm. Toomey.
1: And she taught me right out of the Baptist hymnal. That was my first method. And then I graduated from her, and my next piano teacher was an old German man by the name of Gustav Strelow. So you can imagine, he was very strict, and he taught me the rudiments of playing classical music. So under him, I studied Chopin and and Mozart and Beethoven and Bach and all the other classical um, composers. And then I learned kind of how to play by ear in my daddy's church because we didn't use printed music in my daddy's church. It was all by ear. So I could only play in the key of C as a nine-year-old. Sometimes it was
0: too high, sometimes it was too low, sometimes it was too bad. Okay. And who was your best music teacher or mentor? Well, because I grew up not far from Detroit
1: during the Motown era, um, I love Aretha and the Temptations, and and I love uh, Gladys Knight, and I love uh, the Four Tops, and Martha Reeves, and the Vandellas, and all that music that came out of Detroit during the 70s. But then I discovered a singer. I think she was probably from California. Her name is Danny Bell Hall, and Danny Bell used to sing with the Disciples behind Andre Crouch. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Singer, composer, piano player, and so it was easy for me to gravitate to her music. She was everything that Aretha and Gladys and Carol King and all of those other people whose music I loved in the 70s and the 80s, um, but she sang explicitly for Jesus. And so it was her music that impacted me probably most of all. Uh, because it was her music that I began to imitate and Im- emulate, which kind of was a
0: stepping stone into
1: the ministry that the Lord has given me today.
0: That's amazing,
1: Baby Mason.
0: Who are your gospel heroes?
1: I love uh, my mom. My mom is a wonderful singer. She actually taught me everything I know pretty much about the passion of music. I used to hear my mom singing all around the house and getting ready for church or while she was cooking or cleaning. Um, She has a beautiful voice. And then of course I love
0: Mahalia Jackson. She's a hero. Okay, what's your songwriting process? Well, I'm a songwriting instructor. I teach
1: songwriting at the college level. I believe that songwriting is both inspiration and perspiration. And sometimes, depending on the song, Depending on how the song is inspired, maybe there's w- more of one than the other. Sometimes the heavens open up and you hear this song. You hear a melody or a groove or a lyric or a phrase or a quote that motivates a song. And then other days you have to lean more on your chops, more on your songwriting tools, your, your, what you know about songwriting, the rhyme scheme, the, the idea, the hook, the, the, the form, and all those things. So they, they kind of marry together. So some days it's inspiration and other days it's perspiration. And sometimes
0: it's a good combination of both. It's a combination of both. Okay. Do you have any tips for me from your classes? Yes. I heard a lot about you. The word is
1: already out, Reed. You're a good songwriter and a good singer. And so here's one of my tips for you is write everything down. Keep it in an organized place. Like all of your ideas. Let's say you get an idea for a song. Write it down. Okay. Or or you hear a quote. Write it down. Okay. words that rhyme. Write them down because you never know when you might need two words that rhyme or you might need a good idea. And then you'll have a reference book. So it's like keeping your own reference book.
0: Okay, Babby, tell me the story behind one of your favorite songs you've written. Oh, good question. I, you, you're, you're teaching me how to ask great
1: questions. This is good. Uh, I wrote a song years ago called Standing in the Gap. And it's about praying for those that you love. And one time when my son, our oldest son, was on the football field, he was about 10 years old, Reed, and he got hurt and he got sacked and he got the wind knocked out of him and he didn't get up off the field. And I did one of the most unapproved things. I ran out on the field. And um, the coaches, you know, they moved out of my way because they knew I was I meant business. Sometimes a mother has to do what a mother has to do. And I ran out on that field. My son was out there. He was he was flat out, and he wouldn't get up. I got down there in the dirt and the mud, and I laid hands on my son, and I prayed aloud in the name of Jesus. You better rise up off this field, and you better walk again. And in just a moment, he opened up his eyes, and he called my name, and he said, "Mama." Get off the field! <laughs> he rose up and he walked. And so prayer works. So that's one of my favorite songs, Standing in the Gap. And that's a good story to tell because um, it just reminds me of the power of prayer.
0: Okay, to you, what is the difference between performance and worship? Hmm, that's good. Well, you know, I think,
1: I think both have validity. I enjoy performance. I want to make people happy. But um, I think as a, as a believer, we, we get the privilege of not only performing, but we're kind of like a conduit. Performance is good, but worship takes people from the, the, this earthly experience, and we get to usher them into the presence of God. And what a privilege that is. You get to, I don't have to, but I get to do this. And I get to introduce people and take people into a deeper more wonderful experience, and that is the experience with God. And so as a performer, I get to go another step further and
0: take people with me into God's presence. Okay, Babby, do you like the applause? Yes, I like the applause because it doesn't come to me. It goes through me, up to God. Okay, Babby, we have two more questions. What's okay. your favorite movie, Babby? Oh, my favorite movie.
1: I keep going back to my favorite movie that I saw in the 70s with none other than Sidney Poitier, and it's called To Sir With Love. There was something about Sidney Poitier as a young teenage girl. Man, it was just, uh, I just melted into a pool of chocolate.
0: <laughs> And I'm still giggling about it. Okay, Babby. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? Do you have brothers and sisters? Well, I have one sister. Her name is Allie Moriarty. And is she older or younger? She's my twin, Babby. Who's the oldest? Who who came first? I think I came first. And then Allie was second. And then Mom was third. And Dad was fourth. (laughs) Oh, and... We used to have a dog named Benny, but he died. That was sad news. That was sad news. But what's one of your favorite memories of your dog? He used to bark when the mailman drive by. Hey, Pappy. Yes. Do you have a cat or dog at your house? Dog. You have a dog? Dog. Yeah, we're we're more of a dog family. And we live
1: in the country. You live in the country? Yes. And so out in the country, it's kind of good to have a dog. My husband likes to farm. And so he grows great vegetables, and he has uh, chickens and eggs, and too many things like chicken. You know, not just people, but there are varmints out there, critters that like chickens. And so we have dogs and things that kind of chase away, you know, stuff that threatens chickens.
0: Okay, well, that's it. That's the interview with Babby Mason. Thank you, Babby. Thank you, Reed, you're good. Talk Time with Reed Moriarty.